0: Advice on growing your integrative practice and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm Chris McDonald, your host, licensed therapist, and expert in holistic counseling. If you are a new listener to this podcast, I want to say welcome. As a listener, you have access to my free nine-part email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor. In this course, you'll explore different holistic strategies, how to develop your skills as a holistic counselor, and how to attract your ideal holistic clients. Go to www.holisticcounselingpodcast.com. Scroll down and enter your name and email address today. Now back to today's episode. Do you believe in angels? Are you curious about how to connect with them and how they can help you and your clients? In today's episode, you will learn what angels are, how they can help you, and the best way to work with them. Today's guest is Heidi Dalzell. She has long known the benefits of self-exploration. As a lifelong seeker, Heidi has studied many spiritual practices and traveled widely, bringing her connections with diverse people and cultures to you. These influences include mindfulness and Buddhist inquiry, and appreciation of Hinduism and yoga and many new age practices. She believes that true healing incorporates the mind, the psychology, the body, somatic practices such as yoga, and spirit connection with higher self and the divine. She's been called to expand her service to others by offering truly integrative practice that will allow you to know the beauty within and the truth of your being. In addition to her credential as a doctor of psychology, she's certified as a spiritual coach, a certified past life regressionist, and a certified angel guide.
1: Welcome to the podcast, Heidi. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm so excited to be here and to talk about definitely an out-of-the-box type of healing yes. modality.
0: <laughs> we at the Holistic Counseling Podcast, we definitely can do that. Yeah. We've had lots of different out-of-the-box treatments and ideas for practice. But I love your your whole bio. I think it's very interesting.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a journey. And I think so many of us could say that. So can you share more with my listeners, more about yourself and your work? Sure. And would this be a good time to share a little bit about, you know, how I came to be interested in angel healing? That would would be great. Excellent. Excellent. So as you mentioned, I am a psychologist. I practice in the Philadelphia area and my specialty is working with eating disorders. And during the pandemic, that really has been a time where I think a lot of us have done much self-reflection and I've thought quite a bit about when I'm looking for healing, what is that that I'm looking for? Long-term plan has always been to go down a more holistic path, but it really feels like the timing was here and Everything was just lining up for me to start to do that during this kind of respite we all had from heavy duty practice. In terms of angel healing, I kind of discovered that in the way that a lot of us discover things that are out of the box. I grew up in a family that wasn't very religious, kind of one of those Jewish families that celebrated holidays and cultural things, but not necessarily anything deeply, deeply spiritual. And so my view of angels was they were just some kitschy, kitschy thing that I might see like in Hallmark stores, not something that I would ever think about connecting with. Christmas of last year, what happened was I met someone on Facebook who was actually you know, completely doing something different. She was collecting gifts for a child in our area who was in need. And we kind of started talking back and forth. I saw that she was practicing something called IET, Integrated Energy Therapy. And I was asking a little bit about it. And she told me that she had an upcoming class called Healing Angels, And so, you know, I kind of debated, like, should I take this class? Shouldn't I take this class? And then suddenly, as I was thinking about it, all of these things started happening. So there were, um, I won't even catch them all, but kind of the first thing that happened was... I walked into my bedroom and I have this pile of books that I'm always reading. So I have a huge pile of books. And in the middle of my floor, which had to have been knocked out of the center of the pile of books, my cat had knocked out a book called Messages from Your Angels. And I thought, well, that's a really weird thing. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think given you a message. I I get a lot of my messages actually from my animals because a second thing that happened was I walked into my bathroom and along the rim of the bathtub, I have a collection of about 20 rubber ducks. They're very cute. But in the middle of the tub, knocked over again by my other cat, was my angel duck. It was starting to get a little bit weird. And then I started doing things like waking up at different times that are angel times, like 111 and 222. But the weirdest thing is the feathers. So what started happening is people were just randomly bringing me feathers. So I had uh, one client come in and her daughter was holding a feather. And so she kept walking over and handing it to me. This is like a little uh, four-year-old. She kept handing it to me. And so I took it and put it next to me. And then at the end of the session, I, want, I went to give it back to her. And she was like, no, that's for you. You need to keep that feather. And then later that very same day, one of my other clients brought me a gorgeous peacock feather. So finally, I kind of just said to the angels, okay, I get it. I am meant to do something with this. And so my journey has gone on from there. I've studied with things by Doreen Virtue, who is a big angel healer. You know, she's no longer thinking in that direction, but studied a lot of her work. And mostly the teacher that I've been working with a lot is Kyle Gray, who is, if you don't know him, he's a wonderful, wonderful healer. And just his message is so positive about angels and just their desire to really connect with us. That's a great story. Oh, thank you. It's it's just, it was crazy what it was happening. But these are the kinds of things where, you know, sometimes I think with signs, we just need to almost get so many of them that there's no doubt for us. And that's, that's I was a little bit of a doubter with the angels, but no longer.
0: I know we were talking before I hit record that I also felt that way because I remember going to the Body, Mind, Spirit Expo and, you know, I'm going to get a psychic reading and, and I see all this angel stuff. I was like, I don't believe that. Come on. Really? But then in my own journey as well, I was like, this is something that I might need to look at. And so I didn't have all those signs like you did, but as I started to learn more about it and study more about it, I was like, wow, this is really something. And and now I connect with my angels regularly. So it's, yeah. it's funny.
1: It, it's, <laughs> we, fun, it's funny. It's funny. I know. And, and I think we, I think we just all need to find those signs and reminders in our own ways. And I think, too, maybe that opening, right? You
0: have to have an open mind for that, too, to really notice those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because you might miss some of it, too.
1: So what are angels? Well, I can tell you or I can actually share some of what I got when I looked at the cards. Would you like me to start there and then I can describe what angels are?
0: Yes, that would be great.
1: Okay. So, one of the things that I actually use a lot in my work with angels are angel cards because those are a great way to get different signs and get things that we need for our own behalf and it's it's really insightful. I'll share I'll share kind of just briefly. I also work with an angel healer who is very wise. And so I went into a session with her with this totally, this idea of what I wanted to talk about. it's something career related. And she said, you know, do you want me to just kind of pull a card to see if that's the direction we should go today? And she pulled a card and it was something completely, completely different. And so we went in the direction that we were, that the angels told us we should go in. And it felt like it was really the right direction. So I'll tell you a little bit about what I pulled today, because I pulled a card for you, Chris. And I pulled a card for the listeners. So let me, let me kind of share what came out. The card that I pulled for you, actually, you got a bonus card because when I pulled the first card, there was a second card stuck to it. Was that a good sign? That is a good sign. <laughs> Yay. Actually, what that always means is that there's something, something more that we need to be able to share to illuminate what came out. And so the first thing that the angel said for you, Chris, is that you need some healing energy right now. So it's always hard to tell whether it means that you should be learning about energy work or participating in your own healing energy. But the overall message from this card, which is called Healing Energy, is that the angels are surrounded you at this time, and that they're filling you with peace and peaceful light. And that if anything in your life does need more healing, energy is being brought to it at the current time. The angels are ready to listen to your prayers and to provide the most loving outcome. And then your card that was stuck to it actually seems like it could go along with it. It's opportunity and change. And basically, that's just what it sounds like. As one door closes, another opens. And the angels are drawing close to support you.
0: That's beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Wow. That's what I, I, love, could, I could love. almost visualize that too. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's
1: it's so, so pretty. I, yeah, I was
0: telling you too. Yeah, it's been kind of a rough day for me today. So I appreciate that, having that card pulled too. And knowing oh, that yeah. that you know there is healing. And of course, I do get regular Reiki. I was actually trained in Reiki 1. I've not been using it that much. But yeah, I do get my own Reiki too. And I definitely can use more healing. I can tell.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's that's wonderful. And then I pulled a card also for the listeners, kind of I'd this universal hear message. Yeah. And the card that I pulled was actually signs and reminders. So that might be something we want to make sure. I mean, I shared a lot of my signs that I get. I can talk a little bit about other signs if it's of interest, but this is a particularly beautiful card because some of the symbolism on the card itself are there are butterflies, which are always connected to transformation, and then feathers, which are just, you know, when you think about angel wings, and Angels, as we'll talk about in a few moments, they're not necessarily human or human figures. They're more energetic. But a lot of times when we try to understand angels, we put our humanity into angels and our understanding of them. And so they're often represented with wings or they're represented by feathers or by finding feathers. So this card is just beautiful. And I'll send you photos of all the cards afterwards just so you can see what they look like. That would be great. I'll see if we can put that in the show notes as well. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So I know you were asking asking a little bit more about what are angels. And I, I would love to share that because I think there's a lot of misinformation about angels and where right. they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of our misinformation really does come from our own religious backgrounds, and for many of us, and again, I'll just speak for myself, I have had a difficult relationship with religion, although I consider myself a very spiritual person. We kind of have gotten this picture of angels as being beings that, you know, maybe we have that idea of fallen angels or angels connected with the divine, which is actually how I do think of angels, the divine connection. But what angels really are when you when you look at all of the writings by these wise people, angels first and foremost, the word angel is a Greek word and it means messenger. And then E L, A-N-G, E-L, E L, which is at the end of, you know, the word angel, as well as a lot of angel names like Michael, Raphael, Gabriel, it can be pronounced either way, comes from the Hebrew word Elohim which means the divine. So really what angels are, are messengers of the divine. And I like to think of them as spiritual beings or spiritual figures that bring us closer to the the divine. Kyle Gray, whose work I study quite a lot, calls them the heartbeat of the divine. And when I think of angels, I really think of pure sacred energy, energy that guides us, that helps us towards our greater purpose. And so that's kind of my view of what angels are.
0: Well, I never knew that about the el.
1: Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, isn't it? I thought so too. And you know, especially since I was raised in a Jewish family, as my upbringing, you know, some of those words feel really familiar to me. So when I actually heard that, like how the el comes from a Hebrew, actually Hebrew word, the Hebrew word for God, it really, you nice. know, it really was yeah. meaningful. Yeah.
0: Well, I know we talked about
1: you doing a brief meditation. Would that be okay to do that now? Oh, sure. Yeah. So when I meet with clients, a lot of times what I really try to do is I try to get them centered, open, in a nice receptive place. And my idea in working with clients is really that they're their own teachers you know I'm the instrument I'm I'm what maybe what some of the healing or what some of the information comes through but ultimately they're their own wise teacher and I think that's important to understand when we're connecting with angels so I'd love to do just a really brief meditation or intention setting to connect with that inner teacher so Chris maybe you can do it with us it'll give yes, you a chance definitely. to to center a bit so I'd like to I invite could use that <laughs> oh, great. I'd like to invite the listeners, if they can, you know, wherever they are, to close their eyes. And sometimes it's really nice and comfortable to put your feet on the floor. Other people like that easy pose, easy cross-legged pose. And maybe to put your left hand on your heart and your right hand on your belly. Connecting heart, connecting that solar plexus
2: area. And now taking a moment to take three deep breaths. Deep breaths.
1: And now I'd like to invite you to set an intention to dedicate this time of exploration to truth and integrity. Within you now is a great teacher.
2: This great teacher is the real you. It's your soul. It's the part of your being that will never die. It's the eternal you, the spiritual you, the you that is filled with light. And now, invite that inner teacher to come forward. Just say, thank you, inner teacher, for coming forward. Thank you for leading my way and helping me to trust what is within. And when you hold a space to connect with spirit, you hold space to connect with the angelic. Let's collectively set that intention that whatever is
1: gained from this coming together and from the discovery of angels
2: is for the greatest good of all beings and so it is That oh, was so peaceful oh good good
1: I'm, I'm so glad I mean it's always good to be in that place where we can really hear ourselves he, be aware of our own reactions and our own wisdom really
0: yeah that inner healer I had pictured my inner teacher just like taking a bow
1: I I love that. I love
0: that. (laughs) I know. I didn't expect that. That's too funny. But yeah, I appreciate that grounding. And I think that's a helpful strategy, too, for many therapists to use at the beginning of sessions, especially when clients are really dysregulated. And you can usually tell when they are. And I, I usually try to do some kind of grounding or, you know, meditation, something just to get them in the present moment.
1: And that just took us just a moment or two. It doesn't have to be like a long drawn out meditation, which I, you know, I find from clients and you, you may as well, Chris, is that sometimes what people get scared of when they think about meditation is they think that they have to sit in meditation for hours and hours. Sometimes it's just as simple as, you know, the first part of the meditation, which was simply closing your eyes and taking those three deep breaths and connecting with, with yourself. And that breath is the anchor.
0: That is truly. And I always say it's better to do just a few minutes than none at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So do we all have angels or
1: is it just some people? Ah, we all, we all have angels. So what I like to think of it as is that we all have angels and actually we all have at least one or two guardian angels. Those angels have been with us for many lifetimes And our guardian angels are really divine intelligence that expresses itself to us in a very individual way so that we can develop a personal relationship with them. You know, sometimes we kind of think of angels sometimes in human form, which can be a good way to do it because it personalizes it to us. So, you know, for instance, my guardian angel, I know her by name and I know her by energetic feeling. I experience angels primarily in a very energetic way. So we, when you were talking about Reiki, that's very much how I experience angels in my own guardian angel. For me, it's like a, a warmth or sometimes I feel a touch somewhere on my body or a temperature change. So can it be like tingly too? Yeah, definitely. So that that's classic like Reiki energy feeling. And the other, the other interesting thing is different angels feel different. So, whereas, you know, your gardening angel might feel a certain way, or if you connect with one of the kind of major angels or archangels, that can often feel very different, a very different kind of energy. So, when I was taking that first course, the IET course, a lot of what we did was we connected energetically to the angels and each one literally had a very different feel when we connected. You know, the other thing about our guardian angels is they really want us to connect. They're there to help us, but they can't help us unless we ask them to, for help and to intercede. So how do we get to know them? Usually best. So there are a couple of different ways to get to know them. First, ask. So you would go into perhaps a meditation, meditative state and you can say, you know, guardian angel, thank you for allowing me to know you. And so, you know, we kind of talk with the guardian angel in a way where we've already thanked them for what we're hoping to do. So I might say, thank you for letting me know you or thank you for revealing to me what I need to know. And so we simply ask and sit in a meditative state and then we listen. We might ask, you know, what that name is, or we might ask, you know, what is it that you need me to know? And just allow whatever it is to come up in us, because some people experience it energetically, some people experience it through more of a visual sense, or some people might experience more of a clairsentience, which is an inner voice or an inner knowing. So we all, as we listen, we can hear our angels and we can get to know them better and get to know them in a different way.
0: So how did you learn about your guardian angel? Because you said you knew the name.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I can share that. It's not like a secret. Be right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, my guardian angel's name is Josephine. I found that out just by asking. So by going into meditative state and saying, you know, guardian angel, I know that you're here with me. Can you share your name with me? And that was the name that I heard come up. And actually, you know, what's really interesting about it is... A little bit later, I was working with one of my angel decks, not actually the one that I used with you, but a different deck that had a lot of the archangels. And I kept on drawing the same card. So out of a 44 deck card, again, 44 is very much like an angel number. Out of a 44 deck card, literally every day for a week, I kept getting Archangel Jophiel. And So Jophiel, Josephine, sometimes our guardian angels have a connection to one of the archangels and so their names may be different. And, you know, so I kept getting this connection to Archangel Jophiel, and when I learned about her, when I kind of said, okay, you know, like, when you finally acknowledge the angels, like, okay, I have your sign now, I, I hear your sign, and now I need to learn more about you. I learned that she is the angel who is connected with our own inner beauty, and Learning for ourselves, our own inner beauty and self compassion, and all the things that I work with women in my conventional therapy practice with all the time. So it made sense that she wanted to connect with me and to be able to say to me, Hey, like you do, the way I took it is you do great work now, but if you will bring me in to the work that you do, this can be even more powerful and more healing for your clients. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's what I always say about holistic counseling. It's always leveling up, isn't it? Yes, sure is. So what is angel healing itself and how could it help clients?
1: Oh, great. So angel healing, sometimes I refer to it as angel healing. Sometimes I refer to it as angelic light work. But first and foremost, it's a form of energy healing because a lot of what we work with clients on is an energetic way of sharing information. So we may work with the energy of the cards, we may work with actual physical touch, like you would in Reiki, and clear blockages by using physical touch. It can also use, you know, various techniques where we call upon the angels to help us support a goal that someone's been having difficulty moving forward with. So things like angelic cord cutting or cord pulling, different meditations. So it's a host of different techniques, but really it's based on intuitively what a client might need at that time. And if you want, you know, a little bit later on or whenever you'd like, I can definitely share an example or two of a, a way that I actually use this with clients.
0: Yeah, can you share more about the angelic cord cutting
1: Oh, sure. I think that's really like a very helpful technique for all therapists to really know about. And, you know, what I find is it's been a technique that I've learned about just in various energy type of modalities that I've worked with. And then when you bring in angelic assistance, it makes it even more powerful. So what cord cutting is, is that when people get into situations or especially events in their lives that are negative events, sometimes they become energetically connected to those events in a negative way. So for example, you know, I had a client who lost a child, I'm going to keep the example like really general, but I had a client who had lost a child. And so it doesn't surprise me that the grieving process was a long and difficult grieving process, but her grieving process just went on and on and on way longer than what we might feel like is healthy and again i mean i mean i know this is really individual but what had her treating clinician send her to me was initially for emdr which is a modality that i'm also certified in and so you know we we did a lot of work on the circumstances of her child's death and you know all the things that you would think of that you would want to work on in a case of complex grieving and yet she still couldn't get past the unhealthy part of this connection and that was that she would not Herself to be happy in any way. So whenever she was just even the least bit happy, a thought of her child would come in, and it would immediately erase any happiness that she was having. So she, you know, was losing connection to other family members, and it just felt to her as well as to me that there was almost now. Rather than the healthy attachment and these loving, wonderful memories that she also could share of her son, there were also these unhealthy memories. And so what happened was we, you know, I kind of said to her one day, are you willing to try something a little different, a little bit outside the box? And she said, absolutely. You know, I I feel like there's just this blockage that I can't seem to clear and that, you know, I'm feeling a lot better from the EMDR and from the talk therapy, but there's just this thing that is, you know, not letting me move forward. And so, you know, we talked a little bit about, do you believe in angels and what's your background there? And she's like, yeah, I I do. You know, she, she was pretty open-minded and I said, well, you know, how about if we call upon the assistance of the angels and ancestors to help us look at this connection. So cord cutting or cord pulling as we have started to think of it now is to have the client go into a meditative state to envision the quarter cord cords connecting us to a person or situation. And after envisioning them, to look at those patterns and how the energy flows through those cords. And if those cords feel like they're unhealthy, to be able to pull the cords and to take our energy back, our being the client and to leave energetically the energy of the situation with the situation itself. You know, so sometimes if you're pulling or cutting a cord between two people who are still living, you would kind of give the energy that belongs to the other person back to the other person. In this situation, we had her pull the cord that felt like an unhealthy attachment while still keeping those healthy attachments. So she could clearly say, where was that unhealthy attachment? What was not It was really that belief that, false belief that she couldn't be happy. So she was able to envision herself pulling that unhealthy cord that connected her, asking the angels to take that cord and fill it with love and light, you know, to send what needed to go to her child and to allow her to keep what she needed for her own energy, vitality, and well-being. And so that kind of allowed her to really move forward. And honestly, after that session, after we had worked for literally months in EMDR, and she had been in talk therapy for years, after that session, she really felt like, that's really what I need. And, you know, we've kept in touch. You know, she came back in for a little bit of a tune-up on the anniversary of her child's passing. But really, for a very long time, she felt really good after that session.
0: That's amazing.
1: Isn't it? I mean, and it's it's like, it was just that, I'm not saying the EMDR wasn't helpful. I know it was in the talk therapy. I love talk therapy and I believe fully in it, but there was just a blockage that she could not get past. And so that allowed us to get past that blockage.
0: I think things can stall out with talk therapy at times. And, you know, even with some other modalities like EMDR, I think we can only go so far with some things.
1: Right. And and that's really how she felt. She felt, you know, she had a lot of insight and a lot of understanding of what the problems were. She just could not get past that connection.
0: Let me ask you a question about the the cord cutting. Sure. From my understanding, because I've been trained in some other energy healing called pranic healing. And one thing they taught us is that we can have connections to other people that can be harmful at times. And to they taught us some different ways to Break those cords. And I'm just wondering for therapists in general, can they become too connected to their clients?
1: Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely. In fact, I, I do do this. It's funny because I had a client a little bit earlier who tends to be very, very, very difficult. And us as therapists can cord in an unhealthy way to our clients and our clients are definitely sending cords to us all the time. And this particular client is, you know, relatively high needs client. And so kind of after our session, I find myself really drained, you know, like my energy is still feeling pulled. And so I've started for myself to do a ritual where I just, you know, I I call upon the angels in the beginning, like before I see her to surround me in a bubble of light and protection. But then afterwards, I also do envision, I, I do ask for that cord cutting. And sometimes I'll take, I have several crystals in my office, I'll take a crystal like selenite night and I might clear my aura or I might use some black tourmaline to kind of just enhance that protection. And so I think it's really important as therapists that we also decord ourselves when we find those unhealthy cords are connected.
0: I heard too that if you keep thinking about a client long after Mm -hmm.
1: that there's a strong cord yeah, I'm, I true? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, I I definitely think so that it you know, and we we can't help it. We're human too and you know, sometimes we connect to our clients in in good positive ways and that's all part of the therapeutic work. But if it's if it's like a client that you just can't let go of their problems, I'd say that's the time that I'd want to kind of call upon the angels and do a cord cutting or do you know a clearing of some time. And also allowing yourself to be protected and grounded before you meet with that client is also really important.
0: Now, those are really helpful ideas too, I think, to kind of start pre-game, right? Before yeah. Before you see the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know you mentioned an angel vision exercise. Would you want to share that?
1: Oh, sure. I'd love to share that with listeners. So I'll give you I'll give you a little bit of a, a rundown on what angel vision is. When I think about how we see ourselves, sometimes, and you know, you and I are, are both women. I mean, this isn't specific to women, but I find you know a lot of my clients are women, and they're coming to me for different kinds of Body image issues or low self esteem because they're not really seeing themselves in the way that others see them. And ultimately, the way that I want all of my clients to see themselves are the way that they would see themselves if they were looking through the eyes of the angels or the eyes of the divine. And so when my clients are open, I'll do a little exercise with them. And, you know, sometimes I'll have them hold a mirror or stand in front of the mirror and I'll have them do a little bit of imagery, which would you like to actually do that with me, Chris? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, wonderful. So picture yourself. So go ahead and close your eyes gently. And again, I'd
2: like to just invite in some nice intentional breaths. And with each breath out, letting things go. And then I'd like you to just
1: set a little intention with me. And perhaps we can say, Into my vision now, I welcome you, dear angel, that I may see myself through your most loving eyes. And now, in your mind's
2: eye, or if you're holding a mirror, imagine that your angel. Is with you right now. Their eyes are your eyes. Their light is your light. Their presence is within you now. And as you begin to connect with the presence of your angel. Imagine that where your eyes are. There's a golden light, a golden light of acceptance and love. And as you feel your energy build up, if you are holding a mirror, open your eyes now. If not, see yourself through your eyes, through your angel's eyes. In your mind's eye or in your mirror, gaze into your own eyes and see yourself in the way you deserve to be seen, knowing that your angel loves you wholeheartedly. They see beyond any flaws, any concerns, whether concerns about your appearance or concerns about anything else. They don't just look into your eyes, they see into your soul. Choose now to connect with yourself through the eyes of your angel and feel the love. If you were an angel, how would you see yourself? If you were an angel, what would you want yourself to know? If you were an angel, what strengths within would you acknowledge? And for those of you who are listening, you can do this for as long as you wish. And
1: when you feel that all you need to see has been seen, you can open your eyes. And from your heart and mind, give thanks to your angel for giving you the opportunity to see through their eyes. That
0: was so powerful.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I always like to end by just saying thank you to the angels. And so it is. And so it is. And so it is. So those are kind of just a little taste of some of the things that I do in the angel healing. It's, I think it's just a wonderful modality. And, you know, all the listeners, apparently the angels are inviting them to look for, look for signs and reminders and, you know, to connect. So that invitation's out there now. It's a great
0: way to end this episode, isn't
1: it? It sure is. (laughs) Start with a little, hopefully we got
0: everybody calmer and hopefully if you're driving, your eyes aren't closed. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: I know. I thought about that because I am always listening to your podcast and I'm always doing it in the car. (laughs) I hear you.
0: That's great. Well, Thanks for listening too. I appreciate that. So is there anything else you want to share before we end today?
1: No, I, I, think, I, I think I've shared a lot. Maybe, maybe there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, a lot, there's a lot out there to learn and so many wonderful resources. And I also invite people with any of these modalities to try it for themselves. You know, find someone that you can go see who practices this way. And I think you'll really learn the power for yourself.
0: And what's the best way for listeners to find you and learn more about you?
1: My website is, my therapy website is talktogrow.com. But to find out more about angel healing, because I I also have some, some good information on my website and I send out newsletters and that kind of thing, I'd go to soulfulconnectionscoaching.com. So it's all three words as one, soulfulconnectionscoaching.com is my website.
0: And it's a very nice website. Thank you. She did a nice job with that, but thank you so much for coming on today and talking about this topic.
1: Oh, you are so welcome! I w- thank you for letting me have the opportunity to do that.
0: And I got to tell you that I think the angels were here with me, and and I feel a lot calmer. Um, it does feel like some some things have been let go.
1: That's great. That's great.
0: And I want to thank my listeners for continuing to support the show. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get the podcasts. And again, this is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. If you're loving the show, will you rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform? We just started this and that helps other people find this show. Also, if you're feeling uncertain about your modalities and you want to build your confidence to be your unique self, I want you to join my free email course, Becoming a Holistic Counselor over at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. In my Becoming a Holistic Counselor course, you'll get tips for adding integrative care into your practice, what training you need and don't, and the know-how to attract your ideal holistic clients. If this sounds like the direction you are headed, sign up at HolisticCounselingPodcast.com. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.